They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. What up, what up? Welcome to another Super Dope Podcast. You know how we do here, here. G-Splash, baby, baby. Another uh, one. Another one. We're back again. Took a week off, you know. Yes, we did. Uh, this week, we're talking about the 10 dopest black comic book characters. Um, I, I kind of went a little back and forth as far as, like, shows that were related to comic books a little bit. So yep. I got a little flavor in there. Uh, which be- I did some, too. And I was thinking, like, you know, my, I, I kind of just pulled from my... I sort of thought in my head, like, what are the ones that I, bing, boom, 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 right? Because, like, later on, just like, just before we got on here, I popped on and I looked at a list of, you know, the 20, it's like, I think Comic Alliance, Comics Alliance put it out, it's, you know, the 20 great black comic book characters. And there's comics in there that I didn't even think about, like, stuff that's not published under maybe, like, one of the main, like, DC Marvel type things. So, I thought my list is mostly going to be mainstream, but that's good. I think it's important to know these characters and see which ones really have impacted us and which ones people can discover if they never have. I have a couple on my list that are maybe a little bit interesting. I have a couple on my list you're going to be like, you left that guy out? And I'm going to be like, I did, because this person I left was a, better. No, I left, I left the heavy hitter out, for sure. Okay, I, le- I left the heavy hitter out, too. Not even in my notable mentions. I, I left there. Wow. Wow, Brad. Um, but yes, like I said, this Let's is... Wait, wait. This is episode number 131. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're talking about some NBA stuff, uh, some more comic book news, some DC stuff. DC stuff. Uh, all around, I'm excited for it. We got only a couple episodes left after this is, I think, four episodes, and then we're on a hiatus, but we can and then get into some recessions. So... Summer sessions coming at you. Yeah, live and direct in full effect. Chris, are you ready to get into this news or what, baby? News, 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 news. Thanks for everybody joining us on Instagram uh, live right now. I'm sorry I can't read all the comments because I don't want to keep doing this, but I'll read I will re- we'll, Chris will read them and we'll address them. If you have any questions, please drop them in there. Uh, but, Chris, our first story on the top is the NBA coming back. Uh, last back week again, back again, the, back the, again. <laughs> last week, the league's board of governors and the players union both approved plans, a 22 team, eight game wrap up to the regular season, followed by a possible play in tournament for the eighth seed and playoffs to resume the 2019 20 season on July 31st inside Walt Disney World's ESPN worldwide or wide world of sports complex wide world of sports. Yeah, so this is interesting. It's going to further out the uh, season a little bit longer, which goes in. It's going to end basically by the time the next season would have started. So, right. The other How do you thing, feel about this? Are you excited to see this little rundown? They're making them all like live in the same area and like they got all they got. They all got to stay there until it's done. You like um, this? It. It's, if it gets sports back, I think it's good for everybody involved, and especially people like Disney and ESPN. Everyone's going to win off of sure, this. Sure, sure. And I think everybody that, wins. 
I think it'll be interesting to see everybody confined in one place because there are still, right. te- you know, there are teams who have beef with each other. There are players who have beef with each other. Um, for That's me personally, true. my team's not going to make this 22 list. So I don't know if I'll even, I'll probably watch a couple games and maybe when the playoffs get closer to the finals, I'll probably watch. But, um, you know, the dubs, okay. dubs ain't in it this year, baby. Womp, womp, womp. You know, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happens. Like you said, having sports back is great as long as they're doing it safely and, it's all going to be controlled and very well monitored. Have at it. Go nuts. Let's have some sports. I'm just curious if the excitement's going to die, right? Like, I don't know, man. No, people no are fans. so, like, people are hungry. But people no fans. There's not going to be any fans. So, like, there's nothing, like, who are you going to get There's no cheering and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, all you can hear is like, squeak, 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 yeah, squeak, it's going to be like squeak, a high school squeak, game. Just sneakers. Yeah. Squeak, 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 squeak. Speaking of sneakers, Chris, AMC has now, they're calling it, we got doubts, sir. Uh, um, this is directly from AMC, and they said, if we do not recommence operations or recommence operations, sorry, within our estimated timeline, we will require additional capital and may also require additional financing. For example, our operations do not generate the expected revenues of re uh, reoccurrence or a re- reoccurrence of COVID nineteen, where <clears throat> were to cause another suspension of operations. Such additional financing may not be blah blah blah. Basically, they're like. We can't afford to reopen if if we can't reopen by here. Yeah. If we can't reopen, we're out of business. If we reopen, nobody shows up, we're out of business. We need money. Yeah. So we'll talk about the AMC thing first, and then we'll talk about just movie theaters in general um, going forward in the future. They've been kind of like, we're not going to make it the whole time. And everyone's been calling them off. I don't know. Like, it's it's got to be tough. Not only do they can't open all of their theaters, they can only open so many because so many states are different, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But what's what, what are they gonna do? What what's what's the move here? I mean, you can't. It's tough. Like you said, they're just gonna have to. I think they're gonna have to take it. You know, county by county. If there's an AMC in this county and it's showing low numbers and they think they can control it, they're gonna have to open like that because there's certain places. I mean, certain states are just entering phase one, like yesterday so uh but at the same time they got to make some kind of revenue or maybe they're hoping to get some kind of bailout or something because they're i mean i don't i don't know it's tough because i love the movies i love going to the movie theater i love the experience it's such a cool thing but then like this has showed us that we can pay to have the movies in our own homes and the comfort of homes but there's a social aspect to it so it's a weird place for amc to be like we want to come back but if you come back you're gonna sit in a room with someone who can make you sick for two and a half hours so uh, 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 but we need money so it's tough for them yeah, the the real scary part I th- I would say for them is they either sell now in hopes that the whoever buys them can make money uh, mm-hmm. and salvage the company. But yeah. you, if you talk about like a month, uh, two months from now, like after they file bankruptcy, like who's gonna want them then? Yeah, that's, that's gonna be a gonna tough be hill to tough climb. One. So yeah. going back to what you said, Chris, about theaters opening in different places california mm-hmm. is actually one of the first to open there i think are open this week but not all movie theaters are open there's only a handful and there's no new movies yeah there's nothing to, they're just gonna play old movies i guess right we have like drive-in theaters are open here and they're doing like they're playing like classic movies and like putting up these double features of like something like obscure and then something newer or something old and classics like right. driving, get in your car and like park here and just watch your movie. Dum dum. 
this one. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm looking forward to movie theaters open, but I definitely want them to open when I know it's, you know, when everybody can just be safe and go and watch a movie without worrying somebody behind you is spitting popcorn on your neck and getting you sick. Yeah, so that's a whole other door. I don't know how it'll be interesting to see. But speaking of movies, Chris, let's talk about some Marvel stuff. Actually, this is more... Cool, of, dig in. This is actually a streaming jump off, but uh, Evan Peters is doing a quick change. Let's see what I did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, see what, I see what you did. It's claimed that Evan Peters is going to play a role in the upcoming WandaVision Disney Plus series from Marvel. Oh, interesting. Possibly Rumorville. You heard it here. Uh, possibly playing the villain of uh, Mephisto. And yeah. I don't not like it. His role. You don't like it? Don't I don't like, like it. it either. I don't I don't care that he's not being Quicksilver anymore cuz the whole X-Men thing whatever like he's a he's a good actor. We've seen him in uh you know American Horror Story for years and years and yep. he's a solid actor. I don't like him for Mephisto. Mephisto is supposed to be like the it's weird because in the Marvel comics those of you that don't know uh, the devil technically is canon, but Mephisto is also sort of the devil. Like for a long time he was, and they made the devil canon on accident. Yeah. And so he is like the higher Lord of hell. Um, so, and he's, he's mostly a ghostwriter kind of villain. You see him in that, you see him in kind of the supernatural type of uh, heroes, but um, I don't like him. I, I think he should be someone, he should be older. He should be someone that's a little more suave, a little more like, I just feel like they're going to make him some sort of like crazy young Lex Luthor from man or from Batman versus Superman. Right. And he, he should be someone with a little more clout in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, my thing is like, it's supposed to go right into, to dark, uh, Dr. Strange. And right. I think he's going to be, I, I, we don't know this cause they haven't done it yet, but maybe he's a bridge into a bigger role there too. Could also be tied. Better. Uh, he could also be tied to to Morbius, but I don't know if they're gonna go that route. I love I love Mephisto being introduced because you're dealing with multiverse, and that brings in like Excalibur if they wanted to. Like you could you can work in more of these heroes that deal with the supernatural type things. Mephisto yeah. is sort of like also the hell that Mephisto's in is like technically just like a different dimension. It's not really hell, but it is, and so like. There's there's ways you can work him in, just like you worked in certain gods and stuff in Thor. Like Thor had to go to that hell looking world and right. with the helmet and all that shit. So like you can work that stuff in. But um, I just Evan Peters is a weird casting choice. So hopefully they do something kind of new and inventive with him because I think he's got he's a good actor. Just it feels weird to cast him in that role. Maybe as Blackheart, he could be a better Blackheart. But Blackheart's super obscure. Yes, yeah, so, uh, well, he's got those yeah, tentacle right. hairs and stuff. So the, we'll see. Yep. The other thing, too, is like right after the news broke about him joining the MCU and everyone's like, oh, great. Like he got into uh, some some trouble on social media. And I was like, oh, he's done. Right. I thought he was done, but I guess he's not. He's apologized and whatnot. But it's very unlike Disney to, to let that one go. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Especially with the climate right now, you know, you gotta exactly. be harsh and you gotta be ahead of it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of returning, uh, Clark Kent returns. That's right, Henry Cavill will reprise his role as Clark Kent. Back though, again. He couldn't stay away. He couldn't stay away. Though uh, there is, for now at least, there's no Man of Steel currently in the works at the studio. But it sounds more like he'll have like a Hulk role, where he's in some of these other movies, playing his character. 
Um, you know, it's it's interesting that he's going to be this kind of floater that goes between things. Like, there's already been rumored that in Shazam 2 or Black Adam or whichever comes out first that he plays a role in that. Because um, I think I think it's an interesting way to deal with Superman. I think that it's a hard character to tell a story about in a film. I think they found that. It's just it's a little intricate because he's so powerful. And they've done it right a bunch of times. They've done it wrong a bunch of times. Hit 50-50. Um, I think having him be a character that's kind of overpowered and can just like show up to help or something that he needed, I think that actually works for him. He can kind of be the tie because I don't know. We saw in Justice League, like I think Batman should be the one that's like putting things together if they ever go down that road again. But the idea that like Superman can show up, he can help you out, maybe get his ass kicked a little, maybe figure it, maybe doing something else to help you while that character is doing this. I'm on board with that. I like and nothing else. I know I feel like they're going to do a Man of Steel too, but. Um, I really just, uh, I like the idea of him being involved. Because I remember he was all like, well, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. I've got a mustache and I don't like it. And now he's like, he's like, I'm in. I want to be Superman for the rest of my goddamn life. What? So. What, what flipped for him? Because he was like. Maybe money. Maybe he looked at his career and was, was like. Was it like Witcher? Was, did the Witcher have something to do with it? Maybe. I, maybe I think he looked at what. I think maybe he looked at what Robert Downey Jr. did. And he looked at what. Uh. Uh. Wow, a uh, huge Jackman just did or had done where he's like, if I be this role where I can bounce around, I can have a super steady paycheck. I can get on the ground floor if they're going to do this thing right, and I always get to be Superman. So, plus Superman picked up a show on CW because he was such, such a successful side character in Supergirl that he's going to get his own show now. So there's interest in the character, and maybe he's like guaranteed money, baby. Plus, if I know I think he's a good Superman. I think he's a good Clark Kent. I think he's great. I, think he's I great like him in that role. I think he's done a good job of being. Oh, I'm handsome and kind of brooding, and life's hard to be Superman. But then he's also like, well, I'm a dork reporter. So, you know. I don't know. He looked pretty beasty in Mission Impossible with that mustache. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, gr- he's a great actor. He's like, you want to fight with me, Tom? Let's go blows. Although I don't know how Tom Cruise. Tom Middletooth Cruise? He's yeah. like, come on, let's go. Me and you. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, more DC news, though. Speaking of Batman, I know you mentioned him. The, the the Batman trilogy is rumored to get a new Joker. Wow, shocker! So this is the, this is a great because it answers our question: How does Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, wh- how does that Joker play into Matt Reeves' new film, The Batman, that's coming out, out with Robert Pattinson? It and it turns out it doesn't. That Matt Reeves basically got licensed to go make his own trilogy of movies, similar to how Christopher Nolan's Batman movies are in no way connected to the four that came before it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, I've, I mean, I think is it just, we're wanting this big world building series of movies now that that's why it's like not fun. Yeah. I think people, well, I think that's what people come to expect, right? You saw what Marvel did with success. You saw what DC has tried to do and is maybe trying to do again. And so we expect that we expect, Oh, when they introduce superhero movies, they all have to connect. But this seems like Matt Reeves says, no, nah, I just want to make three movies that follow this storyline about this Batman that I like a lot, and I want everybody to be along for the ride. I guess the difference is there's multiple ones, right, at the same time. Yeah. Versus, like, it's not like we have a Sony Spider-Man and then, like, the no. MCU Spider-Man. Whereas here we have, we have the Justice League, who may look like it's going to continue to go, and then you have... Um, this Joaquin Phoenix story, which yeah, is supposed to get its a sequel thing. and like have yep. its own trilogy. And then you and have then this one. I just think, honestly, it feels to me like Matt Reeves said, Hey, these are my three favorite Batman comic books. 
I would like to take Batman and make these movies. So he's going to get to make The Long Halloween. I probably will try and fit in Hush as the the sequel. And the third one he'll close out with, like, one of the obscure ones. Or one of the ones that's, like, you know, the demon or demon's head or something like that. So more power to him if the first one rocks. Keep it going, man. He's just like, I want to take all the villains. I want to freaking throw them at the wall. So good for him. They either can start filming again in London or they are about to. Or there's just still problems there. They got the go ahead to start filming. That's great. I think I don't know. I, I was asking. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, I want them to. Uh, last on our list is The Simpsons' seventh hundredth episode. Seventh hundredth. Seven hundred episode. Showrunner wow. Al Jean showed wow. off the cover page, revealing the table reads for the episode had taken uh, that had taken place. In this photo, Jean revealed the title for the episode, which will no doubt have a double meaning upon its premiere which is simply senior moment hmm i cannot believe 700 episodes 700 episodes amazing amazing at 20 21 22 episodes a season takes you five to get to 100 35 to get to 700 how many seasons they've been on this will be 32 yeah see extras here and there some seasons go long 25 26 who knows Wow, good for them, man. That's that's a huge benchmark. Are you are you still on board? You still keep, keeping up with it, Reg? Um, no, because I need to re up my Hulu subscription. But um, wow, because the Disney wow. Plus doesn't have the new seasons. But they did put on Where, the new uh, full. It's not yeah, it's full screen now. Yeah, you, you can watch option. it in the original four four three ratio. You yeah. can also watch it in like where it looks kind of grainy, I guess. Oh, so you really? can watch it full screen. You can watch it four three, and then you can watch it four three. Four three uh, analog resolution or something, That's so you can watch it just like you watched it when you were a kid. But my God, why? we're in the future now. What are yeah. you doing? What are you doing? You're wasting time. I mean, I get why the full screen because of the that? jokes or whatever that got cut off from from widescreen. Yeah, that's true. There was that the jokes that did get cut, were getting cut off because of the stretch. But seven hundred so, episodes is a lot of episodes. Wow. It's the longest running. That's a lot of prime paper. Time. Yeah, Those I guess voice there was... actors and people paper. Yeah, they make like millions an episode. Uh, they're supposed. Oh there was gosh. rumors that it could be coming to an end. I always feel like that rumor is out there, though. And so I think it was supposed to end at twenty. Yeah, they're supposed to make another. They're movie like 20's now. the year, and they're like, I wouldn't be surprised if they went thirty-five. Thirty-five seems solid. I think, or maybe f- maybe they're trying to be Gunsmoke. I think they'll go fifty, and call it call it. <sighs> they're on all gonna 50. be dead. What? No, it's like that's tw- that's eighteen more years. They're probably all in their 60s. No. Well, maybe you might be right. Well, not Hank Azaria. He's close. Anyway, Chris, enough about this news and The Simpsons. Let's get into this main topic, baby. I don't even know. Main topic. Main topic. What are we talking today, Chris? Take it away. Well, today we decided that uh, we want to talk about, uh, we want to highlight, Brad and I each have made a list of our top 10 black characters from comic books particularly superheroes in what at least on my list in a uh in a starring role there are some great characters which we'll get into a little bit that i would feel like you know there's some great support characters that are way down the list but they didn't really make it. it's usually a title character or uh someone that helps the title character i would say uh the reason we want to do this obviously because both brad and myself are heavily anti-racist bring in on this brad because oh, yeah, racism you know it. is ridiculously Black. stupid 
and we're 100 percent in support of this entire black Absolutely. lives matter movement Absolutely. Uh, and we also just want to say that like this whole thing comes down to education conversation um and organization so we just thought hey this is a great opportunity to say a lot of these characters on our list you've heard of before but with our platform and knowing about pop culture stuff we should take the opportunity to talk about Absolutely. characters that maybe you don't know enough about, or maybe that you should go check out. Like it's easy to pick up a Superman comic book, but maybe it's not as easy for you to go and find a blade comic book. Well, you should be because that character's awesome. Or you should be looking at this and our honorable mentions. Some that didn't make the list. You've never even heard of. If you went back to the nineties for one of these characters, I have man, you would go nuts for this character's stuff because he's black Superman. And uh, I think that it's a really a good opportunity for us to just take what we know and have some freaking fun with it. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for it, baby. That's how we do over here on the dopest podcast on Oif. Uh, surprisingly, I have no Will Smith roles on this. You know what? I don't have any Will Smith roles either. That's kind of I just uh, realized that. So I think how we're gonna do this too. We talked about this earlier. Um, Brad and I put together our top ten list, and then also we put together a few honorable mentions. I think we'll kick honorable mentions till right before we reveal number one. Kind of like Watch Mojo. Thanks for that, Watch Mojo. Um, But uh, before we get started, I I do. We each have our list. I'm sure we're gonna have some that duplicate. Um, Like I said, you know, looking at lists, there's a character like Gwendolyn from Saga. I didn't even think about adding her to this or. Um, you know, certain other comics maybe published by Icon or maybe published by mm-hmm. publishers that I'm not I'm not familiar with, maybe didn't make the cut. But um I'm excited to see who uh who we have that's there, who's there that's kind of in different orders. How it really comes down to our preference on characters. So I say Do we you... just kick it off. Why don't we go why don't we go, you know, our number ten? All right, number ten. Uh I'll start. My number ten is uh is an interesting one. But Okay Zach, Zach Taylor, the Black Ranger. Um, I knew it. Them. I was gonna say the Black Ranger for sure. Um, now on the show, it's a little different than the comic book. So sure, sure. which char- if I was choosing which character, I do love. This, there's a couple different storylines for Zach in the comic books. That's really great. Um, that you know, there's this t- there's a period where he he was talking to Rita or whatever. Uh, but the show as well, I was bummed to kind of see Zach go. He was actually one of my favorite characters of the show as well. Mm-hmm. I met him once, and unfortunately, I didn't. <laughs> I I don't know what happened. It just felt like an awkward conversation with him. So I was like, I blew that. You're like, hello, I, I'm yeah, Brad. I, I think I was like, I don't know. It was stupid. Uh, I was I was being a little fanny, I guess. Fanny fanboy. Whatever. That's good. You gotta got lose it. I love what you do. I think you're so talented. That's okay. I, it wasn't even like that. I was like, yo, you were my favorite Power Ranger. Like, you're a Power you were, Ranger. I was bummed to see you go. And he was like, cool. Yeah, they right. fired And me. I was like, like, okay. It was at Comic Con. So I was, he was probably like, are you going to buy something? Or That's kind of how it felt. To, do you want something? Well, it's yeah. interesting to pick this like, number nice 10, too, you. because, you know, there's the show and all that stuff. But it technically is a comic book character transitioned over to the medium. And the Power mm-hmm. Rangers have found a ton of success there. So, boom. Boom. Who's got at number 10, Chris? Number 10 coming in for me is, I talk about this on the podcast, uh, Ironheart. Ooh. I had to put Riri Williams on here as just my number say, 10 because I think amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Just to say I wanna, what? I just want to say this because why not? It's also my number nine. Riri Williams is my number nine. So Wow, look at that. Yeah. See, so, I think that Riri Williams came in after Tony Stark died and she ended up, she's a 15-year-old girl that's like wicked smart. Like if you've seen... Um, uh, uh, Big Hero 6, the main character in that's a kid yep. who's wicked smart. Same principle. Uh, she has this huge, amazing afro, but she, like, 
gets into the tech and she ends up becoming a part. She builds her own Iron Man suit and she has to work with Pepper Potts and a bunch of other people from uh, from Tony Stark's life. Ends up there's getting his that, AI downloaded into her suit and like the, yeah, there's even that she's college just cool. she got accepted to right exactly. Yeah, they kind of take this like, like interesting Man. technological Spider-Man yeah. look, like somebody that doesn't really know what to do as a hero but has all the abilities to be able to do cool stuff. And I think good, that it's, it brought a it. new life to it. It brought yeah. new life to like the Iron Man and Iron Heart. So if you ever get a chance, check out Iron Heart. Her suit is also super cool because it's a little more colorful. It's kind of like a yeah. Spider Gwen, you know, like you know what you know what you expect in Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, bright bright colors, bright shine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Got like some bright pink on it and stuff. It's cool. It's dope. Number nine for you, Chris. Go. My number nine is. Sam Wilson, Falcon. I put him down at nine. Um, You know, I think that he's a great sport character. One of the things I dealt with on this list was having to take both take into account and separate the Marvel, the MCU, because I don't, I was, I liked Falcon a lot before those movies came out because there's a great part in like where he takes up the mantle after Cap dies. And I think that he, I thought he was so cool. And the way he like integrated his Falcon costume with Captain America's look in the shield. shield yeah, I thought exactly. that was so cool. Plus he like his old school stuff was like, it, act, it didn't look like the MCU wings. It actually looked like full on like wings that he had. And he's, um, a, he's like an OG character. character. He's like an OG character OG, too. 19, I mean, 1969. Yep. And uh, Captain America number 117. And that's one thing as a note too. Um, you know, I, I I went through and I wrote down what you're looking up to, like years that these characters came out. I think it's important. You know, you saw with a lot of black characters in comic books. You know, there's you go back in time and there was a character that that was a supporting character in a 1934 comic strip, uh, Mandrake the Magician or whatever. And that's like a first mainstream type black character as a side, but he's not really portrayed that well. And then you know, the first main, the first like leading character that was black in a comic book was in basically this one, this comic called Lobo is like an old West one. And so it's not until you don't get your first mainstream superhero until 1966. And we're going to get to that on our list. I'm a hundred percent positive. Um, so to see a 69, you're going to see a, in a lot of these numbers, huge push in black characters in the late sixties to mirror the civil rights movement, but yep. also in the early seventies, a lot of heroes start getting put into uh, main roles. And I think that's great to talk about. So the fact that Falcon came around in 69 is awesome. And he was already from the jump. Like I'm here to help. Let's get things done. Great character. Yeah, I actually do. And I did take in consideration the MCU here. I love his costume in the MCU. I mean, Anthony mm-hmm. Mackie's, whatever Anthony he, Mackie. He, he's, yeah, he's, he's a great like actor he's a great actor but yeah. like sometimes he's gonna miss um and i did not like him i don't think until he played sam wilson because i hated him as and you're Tupac. like he's killing it man in civil war or in uh winter soldier he just crushes he crushes yeah. came yeah. out of nowhere and i actually just show. Yeah. and like i said his his costume is way better in the movie than in the comics um, yeah, the, the jump, His the white old, I like suit. I like some of the retro ones, but yeah. I do I do like the MCU like more. They made realistic, they made it believable. Where I yeah. was like, ah, that's believable. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, jetpack. Um, what was your number? Why don't nine? you hit your number eight? My number yeah. eight, Shiri, uh, Black Panther's cool. sister. Cool. Uh, I have her at number eight. She probably could be a little bit higher, but um, <clears throat> she was original appearance was in Black Panther number two in May two thousand five. And then it just opened another door to have like another badass character out of Wakanda who was part of the royal family, but kind of her own things. She wanted she mm-hmm. like, you know, and I think that they, she was greatly portrayed in the MCU as well. Um, she's basically another Tony Stark, like genius. Actually, she's Super probably genius. smarter. She's up, probably up there with Moon Girl. And <clears throat> that's another yeah, sleeper yeah, yeah. I, I kind of left off. Big sleeper. Um, but 
It's a great yeah. choice. Shiri. Great choice. She does great. I mean, like you said, the movie's great character to bring in, but also in the comics, very, very important to Wakanda. She picks up the mantle of Black Panther for a little bit when T'Challa's yep. out of commission. So a, a really rich history of being, you know, that support role, but also stepping up when when needs Need when she needs yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Who do you, who you got for number eight? Okay, I'm going to tell you his name. I'm going to see if you can get the character, okay? Ooh, Albert Simmons. No idea. Al Simmons. No idea. Maybe you know I'm talking about Spawn. Ah. Spawn. Now, I was going to say Spawn. people forget that Spawn's black because he's got that full thing. His skin's all charred off. But Spawn, a great character. Um, he was the most of the anti-heroes because, you know, he's, he's a demon from hell who kind of just kills and does what he's like a punisher with chains that come out of his back and a living cape. Um, but Spawn, a great character. My childhood, like those Spawn figures were everywhere that McFarlane was putting out. That the comics true. was like thing. The movie is terrible, but I think it, movie if, is terrible. if any hero deserves a new movie about them, we need a new Spawn movie because they <clears throat> wasn't could do Jamie Foxx and fun. Jamie Foxx was supposed to play Spawn. I thought dude, he would crush as Spawn because Spawn's like tortured and, demen- and tormented, but he's also got like a little sharp, bit of that yeah. humor and that crack to him. And so a great character, if you get a chance, like just to pick up, you can still, I mean, Spawn came out in 92. Yep. You can still pick up or just read digitally, like from the beginning, that first run. There's also thanks to HBO max, an amazing animated Spawn series. So just go on your HBO max type in Spawn, the animated series. I think it's like six episodes. It is unbelievably good. And you'll learn all you need to know about the character. Check it out. Spawn. Did you uh, pick up HBO Max? Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, got it signed like up it? for. Real pain. I haven't really explored that much. I got it set up and then real I got to go pain. to It's um, a real pain to be like, I have to unsubscribe to this one to subscribe to this one. Stupid. <laughs> Chris, back to the list, though. My number seven is Sam Wilson. So we already talked okay. about Sam Wilson. So what is your number seven? My number seven, Victor Stone. Mm. Who are we talking, Brad? You know who that is? It sounds familiar. I should know. First I do DC know. Char- first DC character making an appearance on my list. 1980, Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. Great character. I think forgetting. Here's the thing. I want to say really quick. Yeah. This, this is, is in no way a bash on Ray Fisher. Okay. The guy who played uh, Cyborg in the Justice League Zack Snyder movie. Not his fault. I think he was put into a very poor role with the editing and we'll see how that comes out in the Snyder cut he was very passionate about it he was very uh emotional about how it ended up coming off because he felt like he didn't represent the character properly even I don't think it was his fault nothing against him if you really want to get to know Cyborg absolutely read the Teen Titans comic books he's so cool football player car accident explosion thing gets all the robotic parts he's also great in Doom Patrol Uh, but what I want to say is you can digest cyborg in so many ways and understand him whether that's teen titans and teen titans go he's so hilarious on that oh, the way they put him there kills it a lot of the animated dc films if you check out those animated dc films anything that has to do with the titans or justice league he's going to show up because he's a living supercomputer and there's also some cool iterations of him in comics like flashpoint where in the future he's basically like the last defense that all of america has because he's like in all the computers he's trying his best to protect everything he's a dope dope character i think that He's really cool looking, and he gets some bad, um, gets some bad beats probably because people are like, oh, cool, there's a robot guy, but he's amazing. He's also right. one of the reasons that in you know Dark Knights we get um, you know mur- the murder machine because that mm-hmm. universe's Batman killed him and uploaded him. So it's he's just a great character. He can do a lot of the technological stuff, which is fun to see. Yeah, definitely. That's love, my number seven. I love Cyborg in that. I I just love Teen Titans Go and also oh. Teen Titans. What was the other one called? The the cartoon show. The the original one is so good. 
Yeah, they the even one that came, came out before with... they switched to go. Yeah. Yeah, but they even came out with the movie where they fight each other. Oh yeah, Teen Titans versus Justice League. That's a good no, one. No, Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. Oh really? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. The anime, okay. it's like the old animated show the, versus the, the original show they had because that show went yeah. on for like four seasons and then it transitioned to Go because they want something a little more kid friendly. Yeah, so in this they get pulled into like the like a multi, not really a multiverse, but they have to fight each other in like Heck a battle yeah. arena. It's great. I think it's I great. do remember that, man. I gotta pick up and watch that old show. It's on. Well, it's on one of the streaming stuffs. It's got to be on DC Universe, yeah. right? Yeah. So cool. I can't remember where I watched it, but it might be. Uh, my number. What well, was your number seven? Right. That was my number seven. So we're on to six. Right. My number six is an interesting one. Um, this is a adaptation of a comic book that got turned into a, a series, but Sister Night from The Watchmen on HBO. Nice. Yeah, I she think was that dope. counts. We can count that as a comic. It's a comic universe character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she was a Tulsa police detective who wore a nun's habit and just kicked some ass and like kicked ass man she had a dope car and like her costume was dope i know it was like a nun th- it was like a, it was badass though like she had like the the airbrushed yep, eyes right yeah she had the, and, uh, the pre-covid yeah, she, and great actress COVID that look. plays her it's Gee, really uh, really regina cool king. yeah regina king just crushes um over the year for years and years she's killed and yeah that's a great character especially in the watchman universe you get a lot of great characters in the watchman universe and the fact that they were able to make that show which me and you both talked about really enjoying but then also you know introduce a main character she's the main character um in that show that is so freaking awesome you're like yeah you belong in this universe kicking ass like that's great yeah it was awesome watching her just go through everything it was awesome who you got for number six number six coming in eric brooks eric brooks from 1973 he made his debut in the tomb of dracula we all know we're talking about a blade okay blade Played by Wesley Snipes, uh, now going to be played by who? Wesley Snipes, now going to be played by um, Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali, yep. Uh, great character. I mean, a black vampire slayer. If you just take 10 seconds, like, number one, the Wesley Snipes movies are a lot of fun. They're not sometimes the best, but they're really fun. Um, if you read about his history, it's crazy, because the cat that, like, invented or, like, created him, Marv Wolfman, I think. Uh, that sounds right. He was writing like the character and he's writing the story in this tomb of Dracula where Blade's just like a guest appearance, like another vampire under that shows up. But he says, he's like, man, I knew he was so cool that he was going to take over my main characters. So I pulled him back. Like he had him not be that like after that issue, he pulled him back for a year. And then he was like, dude, I got to bring that Blade character back. Brings him back in 1974, 1975 and just skyrockets with this black half human half vampire vampire hunter that just goes around just crushing it slicing heads day walker um so yeah he definitely uh a great character really fun to watch and and i can't wait for the mersha ali version he's a fantastic actor and with what they can do now i think it's gonna be cool to see another you know vampire slayer do we get a wesley snipes cameo maybe i could see wesley coming to play a bad vampire interesting Um, he's hard to work with i guess yeah right so. Number five on my list is an interesting one. Um, okay. I'm curious, curious to see what you think. Duke Thomas. Duke Thomas? Who's that? Duke Steel? Tom- no, Duke Thomas, is uh, he's a Batman character. He's a, he made a first appearance in Batman number 21 of the New 52, March 2014. Oh, is he the signal? Yeah. He's a, he oh, was a great. Robin. He was a Robin, and he would then he became. Uh, but his first appearance, he played. Um, I think he was like an unnamed character 
in that first one. But then he ends up being the signal, which is like Batman's new sidekick. Yeah. No, he's not really psychic. He got he runs well in the Batman and the Signal. He he yeah. basically works during the day, and right. then Batman works at night because so, he realized that like Batman could only do stuff was was only really making an impact in the nighttime. But people were moving towards the day, and so he's a little yeah. more tech savvy too. Like that sounds weird because Batman's very tech savvy, but he's more like computer tech savvy. And Batman's more like I've got gadgets. Um, uh, the other thing dude, I he's like a great, about he's a cool character, and, and this is kind of a different universe it's been called the i think the sean murphy verse or something something like yeah, that yeah. um yeah for white knight his character in white knight he basically runs as a, like a, a part of the city but he's got like a one of the batmobiles like he's actually a dope character in that whole yeah, thing yeah i'm pretty sure that uh greg greg didio or whatever the guy who was in charge of dc comics who just got fired um you know he had that whole plan to change again the dc universe and he was like you know batman's gonna be black and I was pretty sure that it was going to be Duke taking over the mantle while all the other, because all the other Robins would do their own things, become their own characters. I was like, that makes sense. You could make him take over that role from Bruce Wayne. And then you got, and he's super cool. I mean, once I started reading Batman, the signal, I was like, you know, they did a really good job. They did a good job as making a cool character that wasn't just another Robin. He was his yeah. own dude. And I dug that. Yeah. That was, that was my number five. What is your number five? We're top five now. I bet he's in your top five. Thanks, mo- thanks to the show a lot for opening my eyes to the character, but there's been a lot of other places where I've seen him. I'm talking about Power Man. Power Man. Luke Cage, baby. Luke Cage, baby. Luke Cage. Uh, the show that Netflix did is so good. Like, they couldn't have cast a better actor to do it. They couldn't. They wrote a really great show. They, like, made you really think and, and understand, like, where he was coming from and his story and his history. Uh, but then also, if you go into the comics, man, he's got a rich history of, you know, marrying, having kids with Jessica Jones and... Um, I think that part, I think with that, it and, I wish that part of the story got told in I know the that's show. the part I'm bummed. I, it was so they like hooked up but they never like yeah had like the family and all that yeah. yeah but I mean I love it man in the old day like even his iteration like they created him to be like a strong symbol for the black community like he freaking was a tough guy that just wanted to protect his neighborhoods and he had a big freaking chain and he wore like that weird crown for a while that he took off and he just yeah, freaking like, beat the shit out of people because yeah, he's like, a, like get out of here He's like a super soldier that got tested on in, in while yeah. he was incarcerated. Yeah. And was like, cool. Definitely. So great character. If you haven't ever watched the Marvel show, pick it up. It's got three seasons, I think, and they're all great. Watch it. Uh, he's my number four. So what is your Woo! number four, Chris? Woo! I think my number four is probably your number one, maybe. Probably. Uh, or maybe your number two. My number four is Miles Morales. Ah, okay. Because uh, we talk about Miles Morales a lot on this. I mean, when Bendis left we had a huge conversation where we mostly just talked about ultimate spider-man um everyone's very familiar with miles now thanks to into the spider-verse uh i just he's such a cool character spider-man is literally always in the ranks in the fight for like who's the best super is it is it batman is it superman or is it spider-man spider-man's always there and the fact that they said we have a lot of success in peter parker We've been doing this for 50 years. People eating this shit up. Peter Parker, Peter Parker. Well, we can even make him young again. We can fucking... And they said, you know what? Let's try something different. Let's give the mantle to somebody else and see what happens. And I, you might have to correct me wrong, but Miles is half black, half, I think, Puerto Rican. I think you're right on that. But it could be Puerto Rican or Cuban or... It's definitely in that region. Yeah. Um, 
But the fact they said, let's give it to a character like this and see what they can do. And the fact that he's got to learn. Yeah. We got to see a new kid grow up in a new area, feeling like an outcast. You know, even in Into the Spider-Verse, he goes to a school where he feels like he doesn't really belong. And I think it's so cool to tell it in that way instead of just white boy Peter Parker being like, well, it's tough to be superhero. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> yes, great character. No. Yeah, one of, yeah. But my, one of my favorite characters is actually my number two. Oh, I figured number two. Um, we got the same number one. Yeah, I mean, number one's probably going to be pretty obvious, but we Miles Morales has such such a great story. Um, he's very much like Peter Parker, but in a different way with different issues, which I think mm-hmm. absolutely uh, Brian Michael Bendis did a really good job of portraying that. Um, I know in the in the main media, me and you are super juiced to see him in get kind of his own movie really oh puts him gosh. to the forefront and turns out to be the best anime movie of all time. And yeah, not only easily. that, not only that, but there was talks about um, Donald Glover playing him at one point. Dude, everybody. I mean, you have to think about this. This character debuts in his comic in 2011. In that same span of like two years, people are pushing hard. Like, this character is so awesome. We got to get a movie made. Get Donald Glover. Get Donald Glover. Donald Glover wants to do it. There's a throwaway in Community where he's wearing Spider-Man PJs. Yeah. Like, there's that stuff. That's how much this character caught on. It wasn't like a slow burn. It didn't take 20 years. Like, it was like, this is cool. Let's do something with it. And then we got yeah. fortunate enough that they took over and made that into the Spider-Verse. Uh-oh. So we all were able to benefit. What? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. If you froze for a second. What I was going to say, too, Back. was... We, we did see Donald Glover, and maybe you said this when you were frozen, but we did see Donald Glover as the Prowler sure. in Spider-Man, which, in Homecoming. Was, which was an added frosting plus, I think. And I really hope he comes back in the, in the Prowler. And then we get a, yeah, maybe a little more Miles Morales, but it's Sony. And they're, I, I don't know if that's going to go down. But Who owns what? <laughs> you never know. Um, what number are we on? So that was my number, number four. Four. Ah, my number three. Now this is a in- very interesting. This is. Did you do your number four? My number four was uh, Luke Cage. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. What was your number three? My number three is um, a one half of a character that was in of this the comic book series. But wow, good for you, man. That's great. I, that's like a cool one to put as your number three. Number three, I have Cloak of Cloak and Dagger. Cloak. Hell yeah. Uh, the first, uh, first appearance was in Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number 64, 1982. This guy's got all kinds of powers. He can teleport. Uh, he's basically ability. a black hole. Yeah. He's yeah. basically another dimension, right? Right. Yeah. So he like, go he, he, him, can send, he can teleport or infinite. send people. Yeah, he's just like yeah. a floating ghost, basically. Um, but he's got a dope okay, cloak. Sweet. And he rides with this white chick named dagger i guess dagger and they're like a couple and the the show was actually pretty good i, w- I wish it would have got a little bit more love but Me too. i really liked the show it was good um the the best part about the show is how they flipped both those characters where yeah. it's, instead of you know the uh, a story that gets told a lot you know with Cl- uh Clo- i forget his real name yeah but he, uh, he, ty johnson he comes from like ty johnson um, yeah, he comes from bad, bad neighborhood, bad hood, and like it's yeah. he gets. I think he goes to a different school, and that's where they meet or something. 
where she comes from like the rich side of whatever and they, and they're they kind like, of they were like come... espionage type but not really and yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you i remember when that show came out i mean you talked about we're like i love that they made dagger the troubled girl with the issues and all this shit. The troubled white, he's white one girl. That's like, yeah. He's like the well put together, like normal. He's trying to figure out what's going on with him. And she's just like stealing drugs and watching murders happen. Like let's flip, let's flip roles. Cause why not? Let's have fun with it. No. And I think, I mean, it's gotta be ballsy to do that kind of, that kind of comic back in that day. Um, but cloaks, a great character. He's a great very, character. Very, cool. Cloak, Cloak and Dagger is just fun. Even if you don't watch the show, you'll see them pop up in other big story arcs because his ability is so important. Like he can literally yeah. send people across the universe or like hide them and nobody can get to him. Cause he, he's like, he's a pocket dimension inside himself. So, and she yeah. can throw light daggers and stuff. Like she can manipulate I actually, energy. I believe cool I have, team. I have two, I have uh issue two and three, I think. Cool. The original. The original. Yeah. They're, they're great. Uh, Chris, you're number three. Number three for me coming in here. I thought we'd have number say number three, but my number three is Aurora Monroe or uh, Storm. Storm. Uh, of the 1975, X-Men. she debuted in Giant X-Men 1. Giant X-Men number one, just for those that don't know, is very much like when Chris Farley, um, when Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, uh, all those dudes got fired from SNL at the exact same time because they were like, they were, they were all great on the show, but then they were kind of all over the place, and there was issues with drugs stuff, and so they just cut them all loose, right? 1975, X-Men is doing great. They've had their run. They've got the team together. They're wearing their little suits instead, and then, boom! Giant Size X-Men comes out, drops us a new team, and introduces Nightcrawler, Colossus, Wolverine's on the team now, and Storm, who is a princess, an African princess. Um, she ends up being married to Black Panther T'Challa. And of course we know from the films, Halle Berry doing it and, and the girl that did it in the more recent ones, but can control the weather. She's super crazy powerful. She's like, actually she is an Omega level mutant, which is the highest danger level yep. of any mutant because she could at her most powerful when she unlocks, she got this whole thing with the shadow King, not important right now, but at her most powerful, she can unlock and like, could like destroy the earth. Yeah, so super got- powerful. She's just badass. She gets that Mohawk in the nineties. She's so she's had a ton of dope costumes as well. Definitely well, not too hard on the eyes, if you know what I mean, for a cartoon character. Oh gosh, no. Um, I thought she was done <laughs> great in the animated show. Oh yeah, Holly Berry did a uh, a great job. Even the new girl that came in, and I'm sorry I don't know her name. Yeah. Um, but that was one I do not have on my list, and I was like, no, it's okay. Chris will it's put okay. her on. Chris will put yeah. her on, on his list. I know. I think. Okay. So that was that. Was that the heavy hitter you were talking about? Yeah. That was my heavy hitter. Interesting. I left off. Um, so who's your number two? Is it War Machine? No, we already talked about my number two, Miles Morales. Oh, Miles Morales. Who's your number three? My number three was Cloak. Oh, shoot. Okay. So my number two now, right? Yep. My number two, John Stewart. Uh, I'm obviously a big DC fan. I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. I got a Green Lantern right here. I got Green Lanterns and stuff over there. Um, John Stewart was an amazing Green Lantern, whether that's in the comic run in Emerald Knight or uh, if you watch the the cartoon show, which was so good. It was Justice. Uh, it was Justice League, and then it was Justice League Unlimited. Um, John Stewart's cool. He's a an ex military guy who ends up getting the ring because John or because Hal Jordan said, "No, nah, I'm gonna walk away again." Hal Jordan is a very successful character. He crushes it since like 19 dickety two. I'm pointing to my comics. I have really old green lantern comics up there. Uh, since like 19 dickety four. 
Uh, and then he shows, and then they say, no, nah, he's going to walk away and we're going to give it to somebody new. So in 1971, here comes Jon Stewart, picks up the mantle, becomes an amazing Green Lantern, ends up getting to carry the ring on his own long after Hal Jordan comes back and others like other Green Lanterns have come, but always had a really cool, I always thought he was so cool. He's got the military, the discipline, but also he's just trying to figure out who he is in this world. So there's the veteran angle there too. I always thought he was so well done and he's just kind of cool. He's just cool. Especially when he gets bald and he kind of walks around what, like uh... Shaft and then he <laughs> takes off this big trench coat and he's a Green Lantern. He's pretty sweet. What is your thoughts on John Boyega? Playing I could see it. I could see it. I always thought someone a little bit like a little older could could do it, but I think like I think somebody young could be a good jumpster. Just getting out of the military, trying to find his way, could be fun. Dope. Well, it's I don't clear. know. John Boyega, I think, is a good actor, but I don't know if he's great yet. So, bugs. Uh, what's clear? Our number one is the same. So let's talk about our honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. I have three honorable mentions. How many honorable mentions do you have? I had three, and I just forgot it. Uh, it was a good one though. Now I feel bad. Well, I'll tell you that it doesn't matter because we each have two because um, one of my honorable mentions is Cloak. So, like, we already talked about Cloak Amazing. Uh, Now, one of mine's an an interesting one for sure. Who's your first honorable mention? Uh, Ironically, I don't know if this is ironically, but I put Batwing. Who's Batwing? Batwing is a Batman character who had a small, I don't know if he still had a small role or major role. But, uh, Whoa, cool. Yeah, he wasn't... His first appearance was 2011. It's uh, Batman Incorporated. Oh, and Batman Inc. Yes, 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 yes. I know. Okay, that makes sense. When That's Batman all over the world. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. That's a good honorable mention. Yeah, there's, there's David uh, Zavibi. Is he the one from... Is he the African... In Africa, is he the Batman there? Because, like, each Batman is from a different country in Ink. His parents died of AIDS. Ink's a great series. If you haven't read Batman, Batman and, and Robin also... by Grant Morrison, then they did Batman Ink. It's amazing. Yeah, and then there's also Luke Fox, which is, what, Lucius Fox's... Well, yeah, his kid who's on Batwoman as main character. Um, So, one of mine is... uh, One of my honorable mentions is Lucas Bishop. As everyone might know him, Bishop... Bishop. Uh, X-Men, time traveler, kind of like a time traveling mercenary, but not really. He mostly just fights the good guys later on. He's got an M right here from the Sentinel Wars in the future. Um, very much like Cable. In fact, a lot of times him and Cable are at odds with each other, but I just, I got a soft spot heart for nineties Bishop, especially because like his art style, he was just freaking jacked and he had this long, beautiful flowing black hair. He's got that dope (laughs) eye. Like and he's got this gun like cable that's impossible to hold in real life. And I was I was always such a big fan of cable. And then Bishop comes along. And I'm like, man, I just want to live in that future where these two dudes are just freaking wrecking. Yeah. Um, so he's a really cool character. Um, and yeah, Bishop Bishop definitely made honorable mentions. Who was your other honorable mention? Bishop. Bishop. Oh, woo woo. And that, look at us. We know. I yeah. do want to say something now. I know we're, we're you know we got ten minutes. It well nine minutes. Um. I do want to say that while those are honorable mentions, there's so many people that get left off this list. We're going to go on to number one, which I'm sure is the same. But, um, you know, as I came through, it's not even an honorable mention list, but I had to pick from, you know, I had to pick from a lot where I was thinking these are characters maybe you never thought of before. If you're someone listening to this and you're just interested, like I would highly recommend looking into Mr. Terrific, a great DC character who's like super smart. Um, Black Lightning got a show on CW, but also yep. super cool character. Um, Steel is a lot of fun. That's Superman Iron Man combo. 
one that we both left off our list and I'm just blown away. War Machine didn't make it. Yeah. Or did War yeah. Machine make yours? No. No, War no. Machine didn't make mine, even Sam with Wilson. the MCU. Um Firestorm, if you're into DC, somebody that's literally an atomic reactor in motion. And then Icon, who I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Icon was like, I think he's from Detroit, but he could be from Chicago. He's just black Superman. He's got this red and yellow cape, and he's got a little sidekick named like Bumblebee or something. And he just wrecked. He just he was killed. He was a cool character that came in. He joined the Justice League and kind of does his own thing. So there's a bunch of characters out there that you can go and discover. This isn't even counting characters we don't even talk about, like Michonne from Walking Dead right, or right. stuff like that. What about that. So, um, you know, Martian the Manhunter? Uh, Martian Manhunter, John Jones. He's technically green, uh, but he does take on the persona of a black man. So that does count. Um, there's great. If I had thought about that, I would have put him on the list because Martian Manhunter is one of my favies. Yeah. He's a, he's um, a so there's definitely options out there to of um, black characters and representation and just great comics like that. So go and seek those out. Learn about them in pop culture. Learn more about black culture just in general. That's my yeah. advice. That's not bad advice, number, Chris. I'm a, I'm a, but number one is clearly. No, it's pretty. Number obvious. one is clearly going to be Amanda Waller. Exactly. Oh my gosh! Are you <laughs> Can serious? You believe it, Amanda Waller. <laughs> The no, bad uh, good guy from Suicide Squad that puts bombs in people's heads. No, it's Black Panther. Black Panther. I mean, come on. No, we mentioned it earlier, but Black Panther, 1966, the first mainstream black superhero, and still to this day, one of the best. I mean, put the movie aside even. He's an amazing character, gives us vibranium, always protecting the homeland of Wakanda. Amazing. Look, all I gotta say, all I gotta say is the Dark Reign comic arc where it's black panther dr doom i mean come on he's that's just one of the great. best arcs right there a part of he that stands arc, up like what's the arc right. the arc. he gets in with the avengers even though he doesn't want to be he's super powerful he's always hard working then you get these great side stories about like how the black panthers almost in some ways if you're a fan like i am of avatar the black panther is something that you achieve not just a title so you have access, we saw this in the movie, to everyone before you, right? So there's a comic called 1 Million BC, Black Panther 1 Million BC, and then like, he can communicate with old Black Panthers to be like, what did you do in this situation? How do I do that? So things we saw in Avatar, where Av- Aang can communicate with past avatars, right. no different. Black Panther can go in the spirit realm and be like, what did you do in, in 1800 that made this thing happen here? Just great ways to tie the character and and show these really cool just show a different side to you know what a hero can be someone can show up and just be like i'm from a different nation and i'm gonna kick ass there's so many there's so many dope things about black panther one wakanda two absolutely this is one of the most spiritual uh characters with absolutely being royalty family and then like you said the nation and it of Wakanda being a secret and then, you know, having it access to every Black Panther before you uh, in a spirit world. So there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff in this uh, character that a lot. trumps over any other character. There's so many different ways that you can go with Black Panther. One of my favorite things, though, too, was I, I don't have the exact story, but from what I remember, um, he's a, is he he's not a Jack Kirby character, is he or is he? You know, that's a great question. I didn't write that down. I think I he curious. is. I think he is. Because um, he was in, his first appearance is in Fantastic Four number 52. Yes, actually, I know I know that he is. He's a Jack Kirby character. Um, 
the Jack other Kirby, thing, man, still crushing. Yep, him and Stanley created T'Challa. Um, the cool thing too is the reason his mask is like a full black mask was it, he originally had like the mouth open like Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now this is what's interesting about this character at this time is that there hadn't been a black person on the front of a uh, of a comic book. Right. So originally they had Black Panther on the front, but he had his mouth showing like Batman. And then someone was like, no. So they covered it and in turn made his mask like doper, made him made his character that much doper Way unintentionally. Cooler. Unintentionally. Plus, like two issues later, he, he's the front cover with his mask pulled off, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that, I thought that was an interesting story to be almost like a backfire, right? Like the reason you didn't want Black Panther on the front and then they covered it up and then it made it better. And like, now he has this great, and it's funny because it is true. If you look, there are times in certain outfits he'll wear this kind of big cape that has a big like neck thing and a big cape and has like the necklace right here. But if he had his mouth open, he would look so much like a Batman ripoff. Right. But they said because of, because of their own prejudices, they accidentally made him even cooler where we got this full thing where he's always kind of like, he's even more like a Panther. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's one of the dopest costumes, obviously with, Shuri giving him the necklace where there's nanotech and all that, I think is oh, yeah. even cooler. There's even um uh, a series that came out last year, I think, where it's all it's space basically. Uh, yeah, Wakanda's yeah, yeah, in yeah. space. Yeah, I can't remember what that one was called. It was called like Wakanda Next Frontier or something like that. Yeah. Um what was it called? I have all I have like all of them. City of the Future, Nation something of the like, Future. Something like that. Anyway. It was really good. It was cool. Yeah, Black well, Panther is hands down got to be the dopest character. One, but there's number one, so but many sure. out there. So yeah. many out there. Go find um, your top ten. Go make your own top ten, people. There you go. Lots of stuff to come. Still, the rest of this year is. I, f- I feel like we we haven't experienced this year yet. But so we're like, you know, there's still time. No, isn't that crazy? To make something happen out here. Uh, in 2020. I think about it like that, but you're right. You're right. It feels like we haven't experienced because we haven't had these new things coming in, but stuff's coming back and boom. Wear your mask. Be safe for once. Do something, right? Yes. Thank you so uh, much for tuning in, those of you absolutely. that did. And, uh, thanks for listening to this awesome podcast. Tell your friends, tell everybody you know that it's amazing and fun and uh, stay safe out there. Yeah, like and subscribe and all of that. If you have a second, leave a comment on iTunes or Spotify. That always Wherever. helps. Makes us look anyway, you can super leave a comment, dope. Do it. The dope show. Definitely. Uh, I'm your host, Bradley Braxton, my man, Chris Buck. You watch. We'll be back next week, episode 132, where we're talking. I don't know because I haven't told you yet, Chris. Surprise. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be fun. Tune in. Sur- <laughs> Surprise.